Take a deep breath, take the higher road That's what they always say, as if they know the way They won't take it from me But don't ever doubt yourself, it's life ain't just a dream You make your own, so kick and scream The people will like with a never-ending force You never had the chance, so what you waiting for? The day has come, my friend, cause this is war Welcome to the Tuesday edition of Nurses Out Loud. This is Nurse Michelle. Today, I'm going to be doing some nurse news analysis with you, but I will be doing it solo because Nurse Jody and Nurse Kimberly are in Arizona at American Fest. And Tucker Carlson's one of the speakers and um, some other really big names are going to be there and they get to be there as the press and they're going to be interviewing tons of people. And they're going to tell you all about it on Thursday during the nurse news analysis. But today we're just going to be looking at some things going on in the local news and just some things leading up to the holidays because it is countdown to Christmas. For those who don't even know, there's something called American Fest 2023. You can actually go online to amfest.com, amfest. And you can actually watch some of the events going on that will be ending effectively Tuesday and today. So check it out. You've got speakers like Charlie Kirk, Roseanne Barr, Patrick Bet David, Glenn Beck, Ali Beth Stuckey, Mike Lindell. You have um, some other names that may be not as familiar to some of you, but you might recognize Ben Carson as well and Brandon Tatum. If you don't listen to him online, I just love listening to him on Instagram. He is, an, uh, I think he's an ex-police officer. I don't believe he's a police officer anymore. And he talks like he, he really is on top of any of the criminal events that are going on, shootings and whether or not there's propaganda going on with shootings in our country. And when we were having so many BLM riots, he was all over that, making sure that the stats that were being said in the propaganda media were actually getting corrected with the actual stats that anybody could look up if they actually wanted to tell the truth. So if you haven't been listening to Brandon Tatum, you might want to check him out. And Tulsi Gabbard is going to be a speaker there as well. And of course, Tucker Carlson's going to be there. So I'm sure he's a keynote speaker. Donald Trump Jr., Roger Stone. And um, uh, let's see, I'm just scanning through to see, but you're going to hear all about it from Nurse Jody and Kimberly. Um, Georgia's Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene will be there, and she's a firecracker. And Benny Johnson, if you haven't listened to him before, he's a journalist from Washington that now moved to the free state of Florida. So it looks like Congressman Matt Getz, Gates will be there. And uh, what's his name that's running for president? Vivek Ramaswamy is going to be a guest as well. And Steve Bannon. Oh, my goodness. This place is going to be lit. So I can only imagine what is going to be told to you. So be, be sure to tune in Thursday to Nurses Out Loud with Jody and Nurse Kimberly. 
who are going to be telling you all about it and what's going on and all the special opportunities that they got access to. I was supposed to be there as well, but um, with my recent news of my screws coming out of my bone in my hip, I have been trying to throw the kitchen sink at myself to get everything I possibly can to help myself and just decided that as the last few days leading up to the holidays that this mom of six was going to stick around the house this time. So I missed out on this one. So you'll have to hear about it from the other nurses. Well, why don't we talk about what is probably the thing that most people are talking about besides Christmas right now, and that may be what's going around and what they're telling us that we're supposed to be all worried about and why we shouldn't get around our family members and why we should be wearing masks, et cetera. But I know that I am at least likely talking to the choir when it comes to that topic here, that I'm sure I am talking to a bunch of rebels who have no interest in putting those masks on. But just in case you are getting worried about some of the things that they're telling you that's out there, do know that Dr. Peter McCullough, who was just recently on We Are Breitbart, they actually made a news caption about Dr. McCullough recently, and they said, Dr. McCullough, silver bullet for next China virus. And of course, you had to open that to see what was the latest thing that Dr. McCullough, our very own America Out Loud, Dr. Peter McCullough, was saying about that and what he's making sure people understand they need to do is get their COVID kit and get their medical kit from the wellness company. Okay, so that link is in our show notes and is always in the store. You definitely want to go to the wellness company. You get a medical kit per family member and you will have prescriptions. They will do a appointment with you to make sure that you have the right dosaging. Let's say they'll make sure you have ivermectin in your home for yourself and you need your exact body weight for that, for them to calculate what is the best dosage for you, which may be different from your spouse or your kids or your elderly people that you are trying to get a kit for. So you may want to look into the TWC COVID kit and medical kit that will have a lot of the basics for what you will need in your home. Now, one of the things that they do have, I believe, in the medical kit is a nebulizer, but it is a portable nebulizer. And if you listen to Nurse Michelle enough, you know that you need to have in your house actually a jet nebulizer, a real one that you plug up to the wall that has some superpower. And you can find those on Amazon. And Nurse Michelle does have a, a Amazon store out there that I think that um, all the all the um, nebulizers that I've kept in stock are probably out of stock right now. But you can call your doctor and find out before the end of the year if you've already met your medical deductibles, go ahead and call them and say, hey, I would like to have a nebulizer in my home. And if they say why, it's because, well, have you not been paying attention to the news? Apparently, there's a lot of respiratory viruses we're supposed to be ready for. And I want to use nasal oral sanitation using saline. And I want my nebulizer. Thank you very much. So hopefully your insurance will cover that for you and you can get them to uh, call that in for you at the end of the year and make sure there's one in your home. So once you have one in your home, if there's multiple people in your home, you'll want to go onto Amazon and get yourself a mask and tubing for everyone. And yes, you can get a nebulizer, mask and tubing for everyone. There's even cute ones with little kid face masks and things like that on it that you can get for the children in your family so that while everybody's sick, 
you don't have to be um, caring for the care of the tubing and washing, not the tubing, but the actual masks. Because when you end up having to share masks, it ends up being a pain for the for the mom, mostly who is in the kitchen, always having to make sure everybody has everything that they need. So let's not make it harder on the moms during sickness, because we all know who takes care of all of you through the sickness even while she's sick. So if she gets sick, please, everybody take care of mama. And what does mama being taken care of even look like? Taking care of mama means mom doesn't feel like she has to get out of bed. Mom needs rest. Mom needs recovery. Mom needs recoup as well. And the holidays are hard on mamas. I'm not saying they're not hard on dads. I'm just saying it's true that moms do the thing that makes beautiful things happen, make the house lovely, give the atmosphere. Women, women just by their very essence of being present, make the world a more beautiful place, right? Because women are just naturally beautiful. And that's what women were put here. One of the things that women do on this earth is we just, you know, add beauty to the world, but not just because women are beautiful, but because they have the essence of wanting to make the world a more beautiful place. And it's not that just women do that because there's architects and uh, all kinds of people that are um, landscape artists and that kind of thing that are, you know, men and women. But when it comes to the home, women are usually the ones that are beautifying and making the house a happy home, something that gives you that atmosphere that makes you just feel good when you come home for the holidays. So if mom ends up sick over the holidays, make sure to take care of mom and maybe make her the chicken soup or bring her something that she needs or give her some kind of comfort measures that need to be done, but give her the chance to get well. But while you are thinking about what you need to do to be prepared, yes, go to your TWC link that is in the America Out Loud store. Get yourself your COVID kit, get yourself your medical kit, but get your nebulizer that is a jet nebulizer. Get your face mask for everybody in the family because we have already addressed on Nurses Out Loud what they've in the public news and media have tried to scare everyone with, which is the China pneumonia, white lung, which is also known as mycoplasma pneumoniae, also known as walking pneumonia, which means that, you know, if you get it diagnosed uh, with the right test, which is usually a multi-panel respiratory panel that has about 15 respiratory viruses that it tests for and about four or five bacterial viruses. And the one that is specifically being talked about in the news is a bacterial infection of the lungs that if you get it quickly and do the protocol we're about to talk about in just a minute, you can knock this thing out and not even have to worry about it. But if you do need to end up with an antibiotic, Dr. McCullough has addressed that this is a macrobid a um, specific antibiotic that it is resistant to. So typically azithromycin is something that your doctor might write a prescription for you for when it comes to COVID. But when it comes to this mycoplasma pneumonia, it would be more likely a tetracycline, a doxycycline, or um, he also mentioned fluoroquinolones, but Nurse Michelle is very anti-fluoroquinolone because I um, had a severe reaction to that. It's not because it's just an allergic reaction. It's because a lot of people aren't diagnosed with the connective tissue disease that I have called Ehlers-Danlos. And my aorta was at risk for ripping open while taking a fluoroquinolone. So my aorta thankfully did not rip open 
but instead I have vascular damage all over my entire body that affects me to this day. So life altering changes from a simple antibiotic that I was led to believe was just an antibiotic that was going to protect me after I had a kidney stent put in because I had a mass show up in my abdomen. It's a great story, but I won't bore you with it right now, but it was terrible at the time for me. But I had to have that antibiotic to protect me from a significant kidney infection that could have happened because they put a instrument inside of my kidney to save it and um, that later would uh, pull that thing right out. And that wasn't pleasant at all. So fluoroquinolones, if you look up the risks associated to that category of antibiotics, it is quite significant and there isn't quite as many risks associated to something like doxycycline. So that's Nurse Michelle's two cents, not medical advice. So what else do you need to make sure you have in your home? It is going to be the iodine nasal sprays and throat sprays, okay? So if you do not already know this, that you can go to the America Out Loud shop, you can find Cofix that has 1.25% iodine nasal spray and throat spray. They just came out with the throat spray. You need both of them in your home. Uh, the other um, product that's out there that's similar is Immune Mist, and it's 1% iodine throat and nasal spray. So this is what I tell people to make sure they do. So if you wake up in the morning and you have a little bit of a scratchy throat, now you could be like me that has severe sleep apnea and maybe you're like, do I have a scratchy dry throat this morning because I slept with my mouth open and I snored or something like that? Well, I think we're all aware of when we wake up with a dry throat that a sip of water can relieve versus I actually feel like something's not quite right in my throat. If you wake up with that kind of throat at all, do not diddle doddle and wait for yourself to get sick. Get your iodine throat spray and spray it in the back of your throat. I just spray one spray right in the back of my throat and it's game over. Iodine effectively ends COVID flu RSV in its tracks within 10 seconds. Okay. So if you're a regular gargler, you're probably somebody who hardly ever gets sick because you're so good about oral sanitation. If you're one of those people out there that does neti pots on a regular basis, you are probably often not sick because you use nasal sanitation. So iodine nasal and throat spray is your sanitation for your nose and throat. And if you use iodine, it is going to be an ender of the COVID and the, and the flu and the other upper respiratory viruses that happen. It'll stop the mycoplasma nubinae as well. It's very effective. It's a broad spectrum a broad spectrum anti-infective. Okay. That's what iodine is. And if anybody's like my age group, which is more than half of a hundred, if you're out there in that category, I'm sure your mom used iodine on you and you had those mercurochrome um, drops that were put on you when you got your boo-boos, but we hardly see that anymore. But iodine is a nutrient that all of us are almost certainly depleted in in America and need it anyways. But what about those of you out there that say, oh, I've got a hypothyroid disease or a thyroid disorder that my doctors have told me I need to avoid iodine. Well, I would tell you, you need to get Dr. Brownstein's book on iodine. I will leave you a link to it in my show notes that you can get by going to americaoutloud.news slash nurses out loud, nurse Michelle. Okay, just pick my face. I'm the redhead. 
So when you pick my face, you'll find the link to this show, which is Q&A with the nurses. Um, and I will make sure that you know that we're addressing respiratory viruses going around and what to do. But you need to read about iodine because it's very likely that not only you don't know enough about your thyroid disease and what you actually need, it's possible that your doctor doesn't either. And I know that's hard out there if any of you are doctors listening to me thinking, who does this nurse Michelle think she is? But I would encourage you to read the book as well. Dr. David Brownstein's book on iodine. And if you go to Nurse Michelle's um, Amazon store, you will see it in Goodreads. It's one of the books that are recommended there, along with some other wonderful books that are worth checking out. So those of you who have the thyroid disorder, read the book. And even if it's concluded that, yes, maybe iodine isn't what you should be taking, I encourage you to talk to your endocrinologist and say, okay, well, you may not want me taking it on a daily basis like Every time I get a scratchy throat or something like that, I'm going to give you another solution. What you will want to ask them, though, is if I get COVID or if I get flu, what is the harm in me using 1%, which is a very low amount of iodine, um, from day one through, let's say, day 10, three to four times a day, 1% iodine sprayed in your nose and throat three or four times a day for about 10 days. Is it really going to hurt me, doctor? So get them to answer that question and get an official answer. If the answer is still no, because let's say you're allergic to iodine or you're allergic to shellfish and you can't have iodine products, of course, you will still go to americaoutloud.store and you will get the X-Lear that is available for you there, which is, which is appropriately called clear, but I always call it X-Lear because it's spelled X-L-E-A-R. Okay. And you will get the nasal oral. Um, they have, I, I, my mother and I always have xylitol um, drop, drops in our purses because if you're out in a public place and people are hacking around you and you just don't have the ability to spray your throat or you forgot it, um, xylitol does have benefits of being a, a sanitizer of the mouth. So you can just be making your breath smell really good with a xylitol breath mint that you can get from the clear website as well. They have breath mints, they have gargles called spry, S-P-R-Y, and they have other things for oral and nasal sanitation that can be a benefit to you. And you can use the clear products, X-L-E-A-R, all the way down to your newborn babies at the breast. So if you are dealing with a baby with RSV, if you're dealing with a child that has um, any kind of upper respiratory congestion, if you have not watched the videos that Nurse Michelle produced on how to take care of a sick respiratory baby at home or kids with respiratory viruses at home, watch the videos. It can make life so much easier for you just by doing some simple things like nasal oral sanitation and diffusing in their rooms about eight essential oils that you just saturate the atmosphere with. Do it for all of your respiratory virus people whether it be viral or whether it be bacterial, you put those eight essential oils that I will include in the show notes in a diffuser in the room, close the door and let the room just be saturating with it before they go to bed. And those little people will be inhaling that as they go through the night, the room will have that anti-infective quality to it. During the day, have a little crack on the window. Yes, I know it's winter, but put a fan at the window and just let some of that uh, bad air get out of your house because you can actually re-inoculate yourself 
and re and inhale it or huff it down into your lungs and not be in your throat or nose, but actually be in your lungs and we have to nebulize you. Okay. So you need your iodine or your xylitol based nasal oral sanitation. Um, you can also make a hydrogen peroxide mouthwash, which you could just do 50, 50% if you do not have Listerine or scope. Now the Listerine has eucalyptol in it. That is a eucalyptus essential oil that is very anti-infective and there's other wonderful products out there. But if you are doing good mouth cleanses every day and you are doing that in the morning and in the evening, and if you are going to work where you know that you have a lot of sick people, then definitely be using your iodine nasal spray as soon as you get home. You could be doing, if your kids are still in school, most of them are out by now, but if they're going to great parties or big group gatherings or things like that, you simply, when they come back home, just turn on your nebulizer with some simple saline. And if you don't know what I mean by just simple saline, it's just salt water. You can buy it on Amazon, 0.9% little saline, little pods that are already sterile and ready that you can just pop one in about three milliliters or five milliliter pods into your nebulizer and you will be able to just nebulize your kids, just sanitize their upper airway with their mask on when they get back while they sit there and look at a brain sucking thing on your phone or on the television for about 10 minutes and you will have cleansed their nasal pharynx. Okay. And if you want to be really um, cleansing about it, you could actually get yourself some Lugol's iodine if you don't have the iodine issue and put a drop or two, if it's a kid, you can put one drop of Lugol's iodine in it and just nebulize them with saline and Lugol's iodine. And you've got yourself an anti-infective and a cleanser all going down at one time. It's really that easy. That's why we say have a nebulizer in your home. You can buy bottles of sterile saline. But if you're prone toward getting really thick congestion up in your sinuses and you're really struggling with those excruciating headaches because your eyeballs hurt to move and your forehead hurts and your face hurts. Well, you need to go ahead and buy the Neil Med um, hypertonic saline, which um, is the difference in the two boxes. The Neil Med regular saline, which is 0.9%, comes in like a blue box, blue and white box. But the Neil Med hypertonic saline is green and it is 3% saline. And it's a much saltier saline, um, more like as if you were to nebulize uh, the ocean water. You know how what it feels like when the ocean water gets in your nose or throat. It's a little bit stronger than what mom may have made you for a gargle when you were a kid. And if you nebulize that no more than three times a day on one of those really bad sinus pressure days, you might find that it really relieves a lot of that pressure. So don't, don't wait until you need this stuff. Get it off of Amazon now. And get the Exlear products off of the shop and get the Cofix out of the shop as soon as you can. So I call it a simple protocol of snort, gargle, nebulize, and take your supplements. Okay, that's four things. You're going to snort. You're going to use your nasal sanitation like we just discussed. You're going to, after high-risk exposures and every four hours while you are sick, okay, until you're well. And you're going to do gargle. You're either going to be gargling something like a Listerine or a scope, or you're going to make yourself a 50-50 with your brown bottle of hydrogen peroxide, which is 3% hydrogen peroxide. All you have to do is 
um, put a mason jar beside your sink and put about half of a mason jar of your 3% hydrogen peroxide and the rest of it with water. And you've got yourself what I call 1.5% hydrogen peroxide rinse for your mouth and just swish it and gargle it. If you want it to taste good, you could drop a little drop of peppermint oil or something like that in it, or a drop of clove oil in it. Give it a good shake before you use it and swish it. You know, you could even be better than swishing it. I'm not sure if you know about what's called pulling, P-U-L-L-I-N-G, but if you actually, um, or while you're gargling and swishing, before you actually gargle, you can do like gargling at one point, put another wad in your mouth of the liquid and you actually pull it through your teeth. You're basically sucking it from your outside of your teeth towards your cheeks through into the inside of your mouth. And you're basically forcing that fluid through your teeth which if you're not good about being um, good on your dental care with flossing or making sure that you use toothpicks and things like that to get the food products out, pulling is really good because it's going to bring that hydrogen peroxide or whatever you're using through your teeth, okay, and keep good oral health. But if you want the quick, easy way, you're always going to have your Cofix or Immune Mist throat spray, which is what we always make sure we have in our purse or um, in our car. And you can just spray it in your mouth wherever you are. Now, if you're sick, you're going to spray it uh, two or three times. Like I tell everyone to spray it at the back of their throat and kind of toward each of the tonsils or maybe occasionally on one of the cheeks in your mouth. Okay. So you are using the snort gargle. That was snort and gargle. You're going to have your nebulizer. If you are sick, you're going to be, if you want to do the Dr. Brownstein method, which nurse Michelle always teaches people about, you are going to nebulize like every day every hour for the first day of any respiratory virus. If you nebulize every hour, even just saline with a drop or two of Lugol's iodine in it, you will often not have a day two of a, of a respiratory virus if you're that good at being good at nebulizing yourself. But if you got this virus or bacteria in your lungs and it bypassed your throat, then you're, you're gonna have to nebulize every four hours for a couple of days until you feel like you got that thing passed. Okay, so that takes care of snort, gargle, nebulize. And then we tell you to get some good supplements. And um, the Z-Stack supplements I'm really fond of because Dr. Zelenko created chewables for the children. Um, right now they have the flu stack that's out that has elderberry in it, they're purple. And I would highly recommend everybody get those flu stack for your kids. And when the flu season and the RSV season is passed, you can go back to just giving them their children's daily gummy. That's a yellow one. That's pineapple. But for the adults, they have the Z stack just regular that has the quercetin and the vitamin C, vitamin D. And uh, I can't remember what else is in there, but you can get that through TWC. You can get those products from the TWC link in the store. That's pushing the easy button for your supplements, but also we have healthy cell. And they have a whole line of supplements that you could go ahead, get in your house so you're ready because Nurse Michelle is pro take 1000 milligrams of vitamin C every hour um, for the first four days of any upper respiratory infection. Okay, so let's, your body's needing that vitamin C. Make sure to keep yourself loaded and ready. So we're coming to the end of the first half and we basically have dealt with just being ready for the season that we're in. There's no reason to be fretful or, or get your holidays ruined for a, for a sickness. 
if you're ready. Okay. So get your stuff in there, be ready, and let's not let any sickness mess up our holidays because there's no reason to fear when you're prepared. So we're all going to be prepared. Thanks to Nurses Out Loud, making sure that you know what you need to do. It's easy. It really is. So after the break, we'll come back and talk about some other things going on in the news. It's time and this is World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company designed the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. Go to OutloudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. Cardiovascular disease is the leading cause of death and disability. Lifestyle changes are critical, but you can also support your heart with concentrated nutrients. Healthy Cell created heart and vascular health to support cholesterol and blood pressure with CoQ10, vitamin K2, resveratrol, and soluble fiber. And Healthy Cell's not a pill. It's a patent-pending gel you swallow. Get heart healthy. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD for 25% off. The buildup of spike proteins is dangerous to your health. Global Healing's Foreign Protein Cleanse detoxes your body, removing the spike proteins, allowing your body to repair from within. Formulated by Dr. Edward Group and by Dr. Brian Artis, Foreign Protein Cleanse targets and detoxes spike proteins in the body. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get 15% off using the code OUTLOUD. Global healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. I'm so confused. I don't know what to do. I'm afraid of going to the hospital. My doctor tells me nutrition doesn't work. Trust is earned. We are the Energetic Health Institute, and we want to earn your trust. Natural medicine, holistic nutrition, detoxification, fasting, cellular healing, and so much more. Remember, the best way to be free is to be healthy. So stop being a patient and start being a student at energetichealthinstitute.org. AmericaOutloud.news is beaten to the pulse of our nation. We know when you're angry, troubled, misled, joyful, and thankful. We know you because we are you. Join us as we explore the most important issues of our time. America Out Loud Talk Radio. It's a fight for the soul of humanity. Welcome back to Nurses Out Loud. On the second half, we just finished talking about things that you can do to be ready for the viruses that are going around. But I want to let you hear what our public health authorities and our modern day news is saying to the American public. Perhaps this is what you've heard as well. 
Well, as the winter season sets in, the CDC is releasing more doses of RSV vaccines for infants to help fight the surge of infections in several states. Last week, the agency announced that it will release more than 77,000 additional doses of Befortis, which is designed to protect infants from RSV. It comes as the agency urges Americans to vaccinate against the triple threat of flu, COVID, and RSV, with RSV being the main concern. The numbers are really starting to increase, uh, you know, at least doubling over the last four weeks or so uh, here in the state of Florida. Make sure to get that updated COVID shot, a flu shot, and if you are over 60, that RSV shot. The CDC and the FDA are working together with manufacturers to ensure availability of RSV vaccines during the winter virus season. They also recommend washing your hands frequently and staying home if you're sick. Imagine that. Stay home if you're sick. Once upon a time, it did seem like the modern world did know that we needed to stay home if we were sick, didn't we? But now it seems like we need public health authorities to tell us to wash our hands and to stay home because apparently the modern era has no clue about the basic common sense of life. And and just go out there and go get yourself the triple shot, okay? because you don't know what to do. So let's go get yourself injected. Well, let me just say this to you. It literally is as easy as what I just addressed in the first half. Literally just have yourself good nasal and oral sanitation, practice good nasal and oral sanitation, have yourself a nebulizer in your home. If you do get sick or if you have a major high-risk exposure where somebody was hacking lung all over you and they called you the next day and said, oh, guess what? I had COVID. Sorry, I coughed all over you. You already have something. You're going to be proactive. You don't want this virus, nor do you want their shots. And they give it a nice little word like shots. Like we've, we've been so dumbed down in this culture that we just think nothing of, oh yeah, Miss Pharmacist, I'm here today because the television told me I've got to go get my three shots and I need triple those things. And if you're over 60, make sure you get your your extra RSV shot. Well, once upon a time, RSV was really just a kid problem. Okay. So elderly people out there listening, you just need nasal oral sanitation, a good nebulizer and not to live in fear. And you know how to tackle this. My mom is 77 years old. She knows the protocol. She does it all the time. She knows how to make sure to keep herself from getting sick. And now you do too. You're going to get those supplements. You're going to take yourself a good Z-stack every single day to boost your immunity. You're going to get some healthy cell and boost your immunity. And you are going to be ready so that if a virus or a bacterial infection tries to get a hold of you, you're going to knock it out at the very first sign. If I wake up with a, a weird feeling like a congestion feeling or a sore, scratchy throat, I am going to be putting that iodine nasal spray and throat spray in my nose immediately. I am not going to play around. I don't want to be sick. I have six kids. It's the holidays. There's too much to do. And I want to have an enjoyable life, don't you? I just had influenza B in my house with my um, son who was out with a whole bunch of kids who all got it. He's 16 years old. He knew what to do from the moment he got sick. We got tested to find out what it was because I, I'm for the idea of knowing what I have in my house. I didn't. I wanted to know whether or not it was the mycoplasma pneumonia that would be needing a different kind of antibiotic if it got to that point. But we did the protocol and this, and he was fine within about four or five days, but I did not get it. And I'm a high risk person because Nurse Michelle 
was even though wearing myself out, keeping him on protocol and making sure he's nebulizing and getting everything that he needs to have for himself, um, I was able to only have one day that I had a bit of a headache. And I honestly just used peppermint oil heavily on my forehead, temples, and back of my ears and at the base of my skull. And I did my protocol with iodine, nasal spray, and throat spray, and it was a game over. So we do not need to listen to the useless information that we just heard. There was nothing of any value there. There's 77,000 RSV uh, injections that are being sent out to the American public. Great. Reality is the percentage of people that are going to get those are still going to end up with a upper respiratory infection anyways. Most will not even get it tested, won't even know if they got the virus that they got the shot for. So it just is not worth the risks of what is inside of these injections. When you can do the simple treatment that we just went over, it's really that basic. I'm not sure if the audience heard some news that was going around on a lot of social media about Texas Children's Hospital claiming that they were not going to treat children in their facility if they were not fully vaccinated with their children's vaccines or their COVID vaccines. And of course, the fact checkers came out in defense really quickly, and they said that even though it went all over social media that the um, hospital had said that they were not going to treat the children if they were not vaccinated. They have rated that as a false piece of information, a piece of misinformation. And a spokesperson for the hospital said that it treats patients regardless of their vaccination status and sent out no such notice that went around on public media. The false claim was spread by a suspended healthcare professional with a history of spreading COVID-19 misinformation. Oh my goodness, imagine that. So why is it that such a quick defense had to be made to say, Texas children's would never say such a thing? Well, I have a question, fact checkers, for Texas children's. I wonder if in 2021, if Texas Children's Hospital said to all of their staff and nurses and everybody that was a vendor for that hospital, if they had to have a COVID-19 vaccine or they couldn't come back to work. Because if they did actually have such a mandate like so many other hospitals in this country did, it would be a reasonable deduction, fact checkers, to think that perhaps those among the staff might be a little judgmental and prejudiced toward those who might spread COVID-19 misinformation about the COVID-19 vaccine being possibly detrimental or harmful or definitely at a minimum unconstitutional to be mandated upon the American people. So fact checkers, if the American people are a little touchy or a little sensitive on the subject, perhaps, just perhaps, because this is a real fact that if you, I'm going to tell you something that happened to one of my grandchildren. He pulled a little computer laptop down on top of his little big toe and he was less than two years old and it busted open his little big toe. I mean, it flayed it open. Okay. It just split it. And he had to go to the emergency room and his parents were told, oh my goodness, your child does not have an up-to-date uh, tetanus shot, his DTP, because he'd never been vaccinated before. And they assumed that the parents were ignorant 
And the person was putting quite a bit of pressure on the this young parent family. And this was a their fifth child. And they have children that are from about 12, 13 years old down to this little person. So they've been parenting for a while, ER doctor. Okay. Not everybody who has a baby is ignorant. And just because you might be young doesn't mean you're not intelligent. But in this particular case, they presume that the parents knew nothing because this child did not have a tetanus shot. And they asked for the doctor to please talk to the grandmother, which was me, of the child. So they got the doctor on the phone and called Nurse Michelle. And the doctor said to me, uh, not knowing who he was getting himself into with, and he said, it's under my impression that you're in need of some education, Grandma. Because I'm under the impression that you don't think that this little person needs a tetanus shot, but they have an open wound on their toe. And I said, oh, well, you do realize that that open wound happened inside of their home. And it was a computer, not a barbed wire fence outside in the red muddy clay that the child got the injury. And the parents are very attentive and have already made sure to take measures to cleanse the wound. And we're not really worried about tetanus. Okay. And there is a treatment for tetanus. And he said, well, I, perhaps you just aren't very educated about the tetanus vaccine. I said, well, let me ask you something. Did you tell the family that their child needed a tetanus vaccine? Yes. He said, I said, okay, well, you lied to them because is it accurate to say that there is no tetanus vaccine available in your hospital? And he said, yeah, of course there is. I said, uh-uh-uh. Is there an actual tetanus, just tetanus vaccine ava available in your hospital? And he said, oh, no, it's a diphtheria and tetanus. I said, oh, so you did not give proper informed consent to the parents regarding the actual vaccine that they were going to give him. So he was going to have to have diphtheria given to him as well as tetanus. So you you gave him some wrong facts, number one. And I proceeded to ask him a few questions. I said, let me ask you something. I have a couple of questions for you. And if you know the answer, then, you know, we'll be good. And he, I asked him the question. He knew none of the answers. I said, okay, so as you can see, the grandmother knows more about this vaccine than you did. Okay, so you need to inform yourself better. We're not worried about whether or not this child gets tetanus. And if he does get a very, very rare, which hasn't happened in decades, but if it does, we know what to do about it, don't we, doctor? And he said, yes. So we went on our merry way. The child got their stitches and never had another problem again and never got tetanus. So fact checkers out there, just for the record, there are doctors like that all over our country who bully and prejudice themselves against patients who don't have vaccines. And we have nurses and doctors in every facility in this country that treat and belittle any parent who doesn't get their child vaccinations. And FYI, fact checkers, there are contraindications on the CDC website for childhood vaccines. Yes, that's right. The CDC themselves actually contraindicate certain vaccines and sometimes all vaccines for some children because there's this list called the contraindications for vaccinations. So there's always a reason for people who do not have a vaccine. And here's another little fact, a tidbit. When we called a pediatrician's office one time that we were interviewing for a grandchild, the office said, oh, we only take children who comply 100% with the CDC vaccine schedule. And I said, 
Okay. So you're saying that you do not have any children in your practice who have egg allergies. Do you discriminate against egg allergy patients? And they said, of course we don't. I said, okay, well, there's children who have egg allergies who can't have certain vaccines. So are you not allowing them in your practice? And they were a little befuddled by that question. I said, and do you not, do you discriminate against all Muslim or anyone who for religious reasons do not consume or partake in bovine products? And they said, no, we do not discriminate for that reason. I said, okay, well then you have a population in your practice that do not take 100% of the childhood vaccine. So could we actually get an appointment with a doctor and have an actual doctor conversation, please? So just so you all know, sometimes just pushing a little bit and, and asking a little bit of question, I got to reach out from a patient today who said they just can't stand their obstetrician. They can't stand going into their checkups with their doctor because they push the COVID-19 vaccine on her as a pregnant woman. And she just doesn't trust them. And I said, you are with the wrong doctor. If you are in a delivery, I'm a high-risk labor and delivery nurse. If you are in a delivery and things start to go wrong, you just told me you do not trust your doctor's judgment. If you feel like you are in a bullied, pressured situation with your doctor, you have the wrong doctor. You need to find a physician that is caring for you and your unborn baby that does not cause you this kind of stress that makes you feel like you are not in a situation where you're going to get the best optimal care because they're going to judge you. For those that are out there that do not have the benefit of the blue skies of Georgia that I get to benefit from for the most part every single day, if you are in the season of where the skies are mostly gray, that's true where when I used to live up north, it was often a gray day. And sometimes people like myself who have been raised among blue skies and sunshine most of my life, when you get in a place where there's hardly any sunshine for you, you may find yourself overly discouraged and finding yourself suffering from what's called seasonal affective disorder. And I want to help you with the blues and how you can help yourself with that. I'm not sure if you know that there are lamps that are out there that you can actually purchase and sit down for a, a certain amount of time every day with your computer, put one of these lamps at your desk and help yourself with anything that may be depression that's really associated to your lack of exposure to sunshine and make sure you're getting yourself enough vitamin D. If you haven't checked your vitamin D and it's end of the year, go ahead and get some blood work done and see if your vitamin D levels are above 50. And if not, you know that you need to be supplementing with some vitamin D. And of course, that's not medical advice. It's just documented, well understood knowledge. Okay. But light therapy, whether it be these lights that you can put at your desk or getting yourself some red light therapy, you can find these anywhere on online, on Amazon, but don't let yourself let it get a hold of you. Here's three tips that I found online for um, how to help yourself with seasonal affective disorder light therapy. Ensure that the lamp provides at least 10,000 LUX, okay? And apparently it needs to have lux of light, roughly the equivalent of a full daylight when positioned 11 inches away from your face. Maintain proper distance from the lamp because everything is going to tell you a certain amount of time with whichever one you purchase, how long you should sit in front of it and what, what you need to do to protect your eyes because we don't look straight into the sunshine, right? 
and use this on a regular basis. If you put this at your desk or wherever you typically would be sitting and surfing, maybe on your phone, don't just surf looking down into your phone when you could actually have some kind of light therapy and cheer yourself up, try to get active, get yourself walking and doing some kind of movement that makes you just feel like you are stretching. I remember an old 90-year-old, 95-year-old, I believe she was was interviewed and said, what is it that you do to keep yourself so healthy? And she said that every morning when she got up, she um, stretched by putting her hands all the way down the floor saying, goodbye, moon. And she stretched her arms up into the sky and said, hello, sunshine, and stretched her arms way up. And I, I ever since I heard that, I just love the way it feels every morning myself to do it. And you are guaranteeing yourself a morning and an evening stretch, but do more than that. We definitely want you seeking more action. Get that blood flowing. Back to the news of all these respiratory viruses. Sure enough, in Illinois, they're claiming that respiratory virus activity is on an alarming rise and what to know. Okay, so we've already gone over in the first beginning of it, but they're talking about, you know, amazing amount of cases of RSV, that there's a 22% rise in COVID cases, and all these people are flooding the hospitals. Well, I hope that the audience out there is listening, and a hospital is not where you want to go, okay? That is not your location. If you do the protocols that we talked about on the first half, there's no reason for you to have to show up there go ahead and call your doctor's offices instead and say, hey, do you have a multidisciplinary panel for respiratory viruses that tests for respiratory viral and bacterial infections? And if the answer is yes, there, you know, there's one that Dr. McCullough mentioned called the BioFire 2.1. See if they have that. And if they don't, maybe they have the one that my pediatrician had that was from HealthTrek. But it did the same thing, which is one swab up the nose. Yes, I don't like that. But one little swab tests for about 20, um, 20 different tests. Okay. Know what you have and get on top of it as soon as possible and stay away from the hospitals because for goodness sakes, uh, we know they've got protocols they've got to comply with, with the NIH. And for some reason, um, we don't. We just do not want you to end up having to be there, okay? So it, I'm amazed at some of the things they're saying about the RSV, the level of RSV. I'm not sure how many people out there know this, but during 2020, when the trials for the COVID-19 vaccine were going on and all of us were just hearing about warp speed vaccines that were coming to save the world, um, the, the trial subjects were getting the injections, okay? They were in your communities in certain areas where the trials were happening. And guess what started breaking out in those areas that had never been seen in the summer months? Because remember, the vaccine came out in December of 2020. So the trials were going on during the summer and early fall of 2020. We had outbreaks of RSV. Well, RSV doesn't belong in the summer months. Yeah, there's other respiratory viruses that show up there, but it is not RSV. Well, guess what? One of the um, commonly occurring adverse reactions to the COVID-19 vaccine that was seen within the pediatric population of the trial subjects, it was RSV. So if you have trial subjects who are getting the vaccine, who are having a common adverse reaction of RSV, well, RSV is highly contagious. So these people were not quarantined. They were going back to school, work, and things like that. 
they probably had certain restrictions they were not supposed to do, like maybe um, have sex or something like that. But um, when they were in the trial, they could get RSV. And if you have a daycare child or a child that's going to be in a population of children, then guess what's going to happen in RSV? It's going to spread throughout the population because that's what it does. It's very contagious. So let's just, you know, I think it's interesting to say that at the same time that they're really pushing, you go get that triple vax or you'll get your COVID vax or you'll get your flu vax. That if in a trial, RSV can show up as an adverse reaction to the, to the vaccine, perhaps we know why we're having a rise in RSV. Not to mention, we know that there is studies that Dr. McCullough has clearly put out there for us that shows us that we're dealing with people with a compromised immune systems now that they've had 75% of the American population has had these vaccines. So if we have a lot of compromised people from this vaccine and their immune systems are struggling and we're having some adverse reactions to the vaccine like RSV and RSV is highly contagious, it really doesn't take a medical degree to find out why we might be having a lot of cases. So we don't need to get a vaccine that causes an adverse reaction. That We need a vaccine for the adverse reaction. No. What we need is the snort gargle nebulized supplement protocol so that we don't have complications that put us in the hospital. Of course, we're also being scared to death about whatever variant of COVID might be going on, and that's what's in the news as well. So there is news out there that says what to know about the JN.1 variant of the COVID-19 virus. And I'll leave this citation in my show notes so you can read it as well. But Dr. McCullough of the McCullough Report and on his Q&A has already addressed this for us so we can all rest at ease that he has helped us. So the JN.1 is closely related to the BA286, a fellow Omicron descendant that first popped up in the U.S. this past summer in 2023. The two variants are nearly identical, according to the CDC, except for a single difference in their spike proteins, the part of the virus that allows for it to be spread about. So the JN1 is related to the Omicron that we've talked about here, but it is apparently going to be presenting with the same kind of symptoms that we already saw in the previous COVID. So we already know what those presentations are sore throat, scratchy throat, maybe some hoarseness with your voice, um, congestion and cough and symbols. Really, you can't tell the difference between do I have COVID? Do I have the flu? Do I have RSV? That's why we want you to go ahead and get a panel, a multidisciplinary panel and find out what you actually have. Okay. So that we can treat it because the main difference is going to be if there's a need for an antibiotic, and that would be a different antibiotic if it was a bacterial infection versus a viral infection, okay? So pay attention to that and get yourself tested. It is possible that we are in the era where Dr. Geert Vandenbosch did discuss with us that because they went against the recommendations of this virologist named Dr. Geert Vandenbosch, who did write to all the public health authorities of the world to please cease and desist from 
putting the COVID-19 vaccine out to the public. Of course, that did not happen. Nobody ceased. In fact, we got mandated and 75% of the population got it. So he contended that what was going to happen was the virus was going to be pressured by this choice. And that would be basically the virus saying, wait, you know, you've given me, uh, I see the weapon you're trying to use against me. So now I've got to make myself a little bit tougher and stronger so I can resist that thing trying to end me. And that's what a virus would do because that's how they evolve, apparently. And it's a much more complex thing than that. But Dr. McCullough did mention that the uh, BA-286 could be that nefarious actor, that bad actor that Dr. Vandenbosch did warn us about. And if it is a bad actor, that means it's going to have uh, a harder time on the people who did get the COVID-19 vaccine. It may be really rough for them. So if you do know people who are COVID-19 vaccinated, it would be a good gift for them to get them some iodine, nasal, and throat spray, okay? And tell them what you've learned here today Please, at the first sign of a snivel or a sore throat or a cough, get yourself on the iodine nasal and throat spray and tell them what you have learned here because we can stop things in their tracks and keep them from getting more progressed. Um, and what does a bad actor really end up doing? It may be attacking the immune system in a faster, harder way. And if Geert Vandenbosch is correct, then some of the serious things we're seeing happening around the world may be what we're witnessing. And I don't know what the ultimate answer is for that. And I don't hear him coming out right now and giving us maybe what the solution is besides stop vaccinating, right? So we definitely want to encourage our loved ones to stop doing what the public health authorities are doing. And I'm literally sitting here as Nurse Michelle saying, it seems that what they're recommending is going against the published literature and it does not make any sense. So I don't know why we just continue to have to have this ridiculous conversation. And I think it's because of the religion of vaccines. Um, you must bow down at its altar or else. So um, our big pharma, as Dr. McCullough calls it, the pharmaceutical complex, the biopharmaceutical complex. So let's do what we can to educate the people in our community. Open your mouths. Remember, every checkout clerk is your captive audience. Talk to people wherever you may be because we all need a friendly face. We all need smiling people. It does help us all have a better day. If somebody does give us a smile, you never know who's right on the edge of wanting to jump off a cliff. And they just may not have remembered or ever been told that their fingerprints never been here before. And it's never going to be here again. It has value. It's here for such a time as this and that their experiences bring value to this world. And we want people to know that and hear that. So be a part of the Nurses Out Loud audience. Share our information. This is shareable. All of our shows go to podcasts within 24 hours of you hearing it. So this is Tuesday. So by Tuesday, by Wednesday of this week, you should have a podcast anywhere that you listen to podcasts that you can take this content and share it with anybody you want to just by simply putting in a text. Hey, just want you to have the most up-to-date information on the variant that's going around. So you do what you can, be the light in your community, stay well, enjoy your holidays, and we'll see you next Tuesday on Nurses Out Loud. It's time.